1: It's a Thursday here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, and that means it's time to get riled up on the Cowboys with your co-host, My man, Tom Ryle, the namesake of the program, and myself, Roy White, also a co-host, right? Neither of us primary hosts on this one. We like to share (laughs) the business on this thing. And uh, we are ready to get you riled up on the Cowboys, folks. Every Thursday throughout the season, we will have another fantastic podcast for you. But make sure to check out all the other great content on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. RJ Ochoa, obviously, locking things down with the Ochoa. Eight minutes of all the information you need to know on the Cowboys daily sent right to your favorite podcast service and don't you know forget the fact that he also does a show every tuesday with a two-time Super Bowl champion tony casillas so just one of the fantastic podcasts we have available for you here on the blogging the boys podcast network also we'd love it if you go to that youtube page and hit that subscribe button right we've already got two shows in the books hard knock reaction episodes which we encourage you to check out Tom and I took a trip through that this past Tuesday and had a great time doing it. Please check out that podcast and check out that YouTube channel as we will have all new brand new content every week for you on the blogging, the boys YouTube page as well. But Tom, we got another football game to get to the most important football game of the preseason, the dress rehearsal coming up (laughs) just two days from today. And still, Quite a few questions for the Cowboys to answer. Before we get into that, though, we may have gotten our answer in regards to whether or not Dak Prescott is going to get any action this preseason. Mike McCarthy saying on Wednesday, essentially there's a high probability of Dak not suiting up in this contest. Is that a mistake? No. I I'm I'm
2: increasingly of the school that if you've got a veteran and Dak is clearly a veteran quarterback now, and he's able to get work in practice um, that you don't need to risk him in preseason. I mean, we saw what happened with Neville Gallimore. Uh, You don't know. Um, Of course, an injury can happen in the regular season, but it's just so ridiculous to lose someone in preseason. Now, we're hoping Gallimore will be back. We're hoping that Dak is going to be fine and be able to shrug off the hits, but why take the risk? I just don't know if there's anything to prove. Um, I do think they have a lot of other work to do, but I think they can find a way to find out what they need to know without putting Dak out there. So he and maybe some other players won't go, uh, although it looks like Ezekiel Elliott may get a few snaps just from the way he's talking, which is kind of – a change from some past seasons for him, but then he came in fully prepared this year with the full off season. He was in shape and didn't have any contract disputes. So there was, you know, there's a good chance that he could be available and get out there just to get his feet under him, so to speak.
1: Yeah. And I think Cowboys fans would be excited to see Zeke out there. You know, from my perspective on the Dak stuff, I was in the camp that said I would like to get him some work in the preseason. And then the Gallimore injury happened, and it's like everybody gets snapped back to the, re- the reality that these snaps don't matter one hill of beans. And ultimately, if the benefit of throwing him out there is that he gets a little bit of extra time, right? And I think there is something to be said for that, because game speed, as much as we want to try to simulate it in practice, I don't think it is simulated as well in practice as in an actual game. Right. And I do think there's an opera, you know, there's a chance that we may see some rust from Dak Prescott, whether it be timing, whether it be consistency with his receivers, whether it be guys being in the right place, because outside of, you know, the three um, and the tight ends, of course, you know, none of the young receivers have a lot of time with Dak Prescott or have a lot of receptions with Dak Prescott. I know, no <laughs> Brown's been here for a good while, but, um, some of the younger guys, perhaps not as much. So, so ugh, like, I, yes, I'm now in the camp of, no, I don't need to see him one bit in the preseason, but I reserve the right to complain about the lack of seasoning. If he looks rusty against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I just want you to know I'm, I'm firmly straddling that fence. Yeah, I agree I, with their strategy, but I reserve the right to criticize it.
2: Yeah. I, do think that there's a lot of there's a that we're moving towards having no real preseason games. Uh, the the players, the I think the players' union would sign on to dropping them completely. Of course, the owners are going to want to get to an 18 game season or something like that. And uh, so, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I think we're just going to get have to get used to the idea that. Um, you know, the players are going to be rusty the first game or two, and it's going to lead to some unusual outcomes. You know, it's not like it used to be, though, when they played six preseason games and then a 10-game regular season. This is it's a different world now. And, of course, it's all about the dollars and the expense and how hard it is to replace these players. So, you know, we're just going to have to see what happens. Uh, I really don't think we're going to see Dak. That seems to be what they're saying, and I think we'll be okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I could be down with them in in the long term, right? Doing these types of joint practices on a more regular basis, like that provides a lot of, you know, entertainment and firepower. But again, it's just difficult to simulate game scenarios. And there are still a lot of players, you know, outside of the guys that we all really want to see. There are a lot of players that can benefit from the time that will be available in these preseason games. So that is a great segue to get us into kind of what we can anticipate and what we would like to see from the Cowboys. A little bit of a piggyback on what we did last week where we gave you the five things we would like to see the Cowboys build upon and prove upon. Well, at this point, Tom, you've written another fantastic article in that regard, and uh, I would love to hear your takes on what exactly you are looking for from the Cowboys offense that will not be quarterbacked in all likelihood by Dak Prescott.
2: Yeah, the main thing is whoever does go out there, there, there's going to be some first-teamers. We need to see some Christmas that we haven't seen. We need to see some good execution. Even if it's Garrett Gilbert throwing the passes, we need to see what happens when he's got a mostly intact offensive line and some of the primary receiving targets out there. And we also need to see the running game as well, whether it's Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard. We need to see this offense move down the field, make first downs, control the clock, and get some points up. You know, uh, I wasn't comforted by the fact that Ben DiNucci got a touchdown last game, uh, you know, throwing to a guy that's not even going to be anywhere near the team probably. You know, I think it was one of the very tail end – uh, wide receivers, he completed to. I don't have. I forget his name right. And throwing
1: moment. against a lot of guys that aren't going to be on an NFL roster no. in two weeks either.
2: And his and throwing his typical awkward-looking sidearm pass. Um, man, I really don't know what what they're going to do with Danucci because it seems he's got a sponsor, uh, probably the guy that is known as the head coach, Mike McCarthy and uh will at least be on the practice squad which i'm not sure what the benefit of that is because it's going to be a lot of they need to break down his entire mechanics and start over again but we don't need. we can talk about that stuff a little bit later right now we need to see what happens when you've got four or five of your projected starting offensive linemen when you're not trying to play around with connor williams as your center uh get tyler beotish in there and and let probably garrett gilbert get good snaps get a little time to to read the defense find an open man and see what happens we need to see if this this team can execute or if we're going to go two or three games into the season before things really start to gel because i don't think the cowboys can afford that they need to come out and you know get the rust pretty well knocked off by halftime of the first game and of the regular season
1: I mean, that's a tall order, too, against the world champion Buccaneers. Like, this is one of those years I'm pining for another Cowboys Giants Sunday night football matchup to kick off the season, right? Because that's the perfect type of team to warm your ass up against. There ain't no warm yeah. up against Tom Brady in the world champions. You We, are- can, just,
2: we can just hope that the uh, Buccaneers have some rust problems, too. Uh, you know,
1: huh? it's. They Ah. lost five games last year, Tom. It is doable. Um, From from my standpoint on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, the great news is that we are going to see Amari Cooper back after some six months now of not really doing anything from a football perspective, from a team football perspective. Amari Cooper does look like he's going to suit up there on Saturday against the Houston Texans. And right there, you mentioned it, Garrett Gilbert, like – not just some crispness. This is basically the unit we see if Dak goes down, right? So this is the guy who I want to know whether or not you can win me a football game or two if Dak is required to miss a couple of games. Because Mm -hmm. we all know if you miss six or eight or ten, right, the season's a lost cause. We all know that is the case. But your season can also be a lost cause if you miss three And your backup quarterback can't do anything to, you know, to cauterize the wound, if you will. So he's going to have every opportunity to to work with the ones. And I kind of expect him to get a full half, right? Almost as the starters would with the majority of the rest of the offensive starters.
2: Yep. And and it's going to be good to see about how they go up against a starting defense. Now you have to caveat that, but this is the Texans' starting defense, and I don't think they're going to be in in any way comparable to what the Buccaneers are going to put out there. But still, these oh. this is an NFL football team, more or less. Um, and so, we need to see To crawl before how, you
1: can walk, Tom. This yeah. will be the best defense they've seen in two outings so far in the preseason, right? Yeah. Of the three yeah. teams they will have played, this will be the best one because it's actually NFL starters.
2: Yes. That's that's exactly the point. We have to see how they'll go on with that. So, you know, if we get that done, we, or however we see that come out, we're still looking for an interception, which with all the ones that they've had in camp and in the uh, the joint practice with the Rams, you know, why haven't we seen one? And I think it's partly because we've seen such... We're not seeing the best players out there consistently. Uh, Once again, the defense is going to put out people that are closer to a starting lineup. Uh, You know, I don't know if DeMarcus Lawrence is going to be a go, but hopefully we're going to see Randy Gregory out there. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong has come on really strong. and looks to be the third pass rusher in that group. And we'll get to see what else they have. Uh, I think we're going to miss Terrell Basham because of his injury that they showed on hard knocks. So, uh, uh, you know, we we are going to have to wait and find out exactly who does line up. But we need to see them actually pick a ball off uh, because if if you really need those turnovers, they're hard to control. You can't really uh, have there's no specific way to create an interception there's an element of chance is what i'm clumsily trying to get around to but we need to see something come to fruition on that because there's a lot of new speed on the defense that you think would lend to that i think the pass rush is going to be better um you know despite gallimore being out i think we still will see a better situation up the middle so it's really important to kind of try to see a pick. Uh, that would be to me very encouraging if they did that in the first half, while you still got some starters out there on the field. Now you'll, one of the things is that the other thing we're going to find out is who really are the starters on defense. That kind of is the, uh, a, a separate point from seeing an interception because like I said, uh, We kind of have an idea about the ends. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens at defensive tackle. Are they going to go with the veterans they bought in, in uh, uh, Brent Urban and Carlos Watkins in the middle? Or are they going to take a look at Osa Adigizua and Quentin Bohanna, who have both looked pretty good in the preseason game so far? Uh, I want to see who lines up on that first snap and then see who gets subbed in so we get a better idea of what's going on there. And you can walk your way right back through the the lineup. Who's going to be the starting linebacker when they've got three of them on the field? Are they going to have Jalen Smith out there, or are they going to go with Leighton Van Der Michael Parsons, and Keanu Neal, which is my preferred thing? Well, We've Jaylen, already had
1: Yeah, Jalen better only be out there on three linebacker situations because
2: yeah and i'm not damn sure, sure i got a
1: role in the two and the nickel
2: yeah and i'm not sure we they need to use him uh, uh except in very limited situations i like to see a snap count really go down and 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 put him in a position to succeed because there's 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 an issue for him with any kind of change of direction he just so what is
1: that thing. position to succeed for him rushing the passer
2: Pretty much a something that's got him going downhill straight on, and that can be you know filling a gap and just telling him you go in that gap no matter what and that's just what you do. Uh, that's harder to coach, admittedly. That's why I would. I'm really interested to see if you know they they put Neil in ahead of him, or, or in this case, put Leighton Van Rush in because. Mike McCarthy basically already came out and said that our nickel linebackers are Parsons and Neal. He just said that, that that's why they put them out together. That's their starters. And I'm really, I really think that could be very exciting. And I'm also interested to see what Jabril Cox brings to the table because he's had some pretty good performances so far in the preseason. He seems to be one of those guys who plays better in games than he does in practice. Um, And so I saw that PFF had a real high grade on him uh, through the preseason, which, you know, I don't know. You know, there's always a question how much validity you can put on PFF grades. And when you throw in that as the preseason, that just doubles the uncertainty. Still, it may be an indicator that we've got something there with the rookie as well. Um then you get the cornerback. Are we gonna have the uh the trio from last year in Diggs, Brown, and Lewis? Or is there a chance that nation Wright could break in? Could Maurice Kennedy break in? Could they be willing to take a, a a chance with the uh the other rookie who always have trouble throwing his name out there? Uh cool, the huh? second round. Uh no, the huh? second round pick. Oh, the, the second, second? round corner, Kelvin. yeah, yeah, Kelvin Joseph. I Joseph. always blank on him for some reason.
1: Awesome. Whenever I'm
2: writing an article, I just sit there and I'm typing. I'm going like, "What's his name? What's his name?" I know so, I mix
1: him and I mix Joseph and Golston. Yeah, for some they're, reason. They're compo- they're yeah, right they're totally there, but, different players. Golston has yeah, but know, starting the season on pup, so
2: that to me is going to be very telling because I don't know we've got any health concerns there. So we're likely to see that the whoever lines up is the starters for the regular season, you know. And I'm looking at the three starters because the nickel is now the base. Uh, and I think there's an, a, an open question. My bet would be that they're going to roll into the first game or two with the guys from last year, but Wright and Joseph and especially Kennedy may be hot on their heels because there's, when you get past digs, there's not a whole lot of separation between those guys. Uh, It's like, you know, Brown and, and, and Lewis kind of have might have a certain ceiling, especially uh, Brown. Uh, Whereas, The new guys might not have that great a four, except maybe for Kennedy. I think think they really need to think hard about finding him a spot in that starting rotation at cornerback.
3: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team.
1: Well, as much headway as he's made this offseason and as much excitement that's been around his game and really, I mean, the turnover aspect for a team that's been starved for turnovers over, shoot, almost a decade now that it's been a constant conversation piece amongst the Cowboys and specifically amongst amongst the Cowboys secondary, how they don't create turnovers. There's no doubt that what Canada has done in the preseason has been enough to get people's attention. I did want to touch on, you know, because I know you went through each position and I want to touch on each one of them as well. For On the defensive line portion, right, I think maybe Randy Gregory is the only guy that, you know, after he gets a few snaps in the beginning of the game, I'm fine with pulling. Come Watkins, on. Odigizua, Urban, Bohana, Anai, Armstrong. I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing any of their numbers on the field when we get into the third and fourth quarter, because not only from the standpoint of rotation, right, but also from the standpoint of endurance, what you are going to be expecting of these guys in the regular season, right? It's not so much of the timing of the offense, right? Can we do it? Okay. We've got the timing down. We're good. On the defensive side, it's also a conditioning aspect where it's like, all right, can we trust you to be a part of this rotation and give the energy that we need, especially from those guys on the interior, right? Because the mentality that you have to have when you play on that portion of the football field, right? Oftentimes you're going up against one, if not two offensive tackles, right? You're not really putting your hands on the ball most of the time, right? You're not really making an impact that a lot of people can perceive, but it's that energy that you bring to it, right? We know what a difference Guys historically, whether it's Aaron Donald or Albert Hainsworth or, you know, the Jeffrey Simmons for the Tennessee Titans, these interior defensive linemen that can absolutely, you know, and Dominican and Sue, they can destroy oppositional offensive game plans if they just, you know, bring that energy. So I would like to see all those guys work into the third and fourth quarter, quite honestly, Uh, even with the injury questions that may exist there. I know that is a risk. But, like, from the defensive side, I need to know that I can trust those guys to be able to give me something in the third and fourth quarter when the game's getting late, especially, you know, when they've already had to give so much up to that point. And then for the linebacker crew, um, I think it's easier to determine. Like, I think we all know what it is. We know what it's going to be. It's just no one wants to say it out loud too often and too much because it almost feels disrespectful to be casting – Leighton Vanderesh and Jalen Smith aside when two years ago we were come we were trying to come up with quirky little nicknames to name them because they were going to be an all-time duo in the history of linebackers not just for the Cowboys but for the NFL right that was kind of the fan base yeah. feeling and now we're all absolutely ready to be done with them after their rookie deals are up and in LVE's case when his rookie deal is up in Jalen's case everybody's really just waiting for the the shoe to shoot a drop when it comes to his salary being too expensive and they will wind up letting him go before that deal finishes up uh in the yeah. secondary you know the guys that I'm most interested in seeing the back end Thompson KZ you know how are those two playing off of one another people forget that Demonte KZ actually was tied for the league lead in interceptions a few years ago with mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins cornerback saving Howard. So it's not like he doesn't have that in his repertoire to get turnovers. Now, perhaps that one season was a fluke. Granted, I can understand that argument. But, you know, one season of doing that is as much as some guys will do in their entire careers, right? Seven interceptions that season there in 2019 for DeMonte KZ. So that's another guy that I'm kind of keeping an eye on and hoping that he can bring some stability to the back end of that
2: secondary, yeah, and I'll say that I'm pretty confident that Donovan Wilson and KZ are your starters. Um, yes, yeah, sorry, I, I just, said
1: Thompson, but I agree Wilson is who I'm. Yeah,
2: ready. yeah, I thought that was a
1: a, a glitch,
2: and I was going to hope people just weren't listening closely. But uh, yeah, and and I think it's just a matter of who the primary backups are, and uh, you know, it, it always drives me crazy because. When I go back and look at the, I don't know if you've noticed, but the uh, the roster at the mothership is just sometimes woefully behind, and it makes it a little frustrating. Uh, terrible. I
1: usually it. go to our lads. I think they do the best job that, of keeping it up to date. Now, they yeah, miss that, on some things. They're not, like, quite as inside as you would want, but I think they do a better job than most. They certainly do a better job than the team website, unfortunately. Yeah, because, I don't know if that's just, because yeah, gamesmanship or what.
2: Yeah, the, the point I was getting around to is that they don't, you know, Malik Hooker, I think, is going to be one of the backups. Uh, you know, he'll probably be the primary backup for free safety. He can also play in other positions. And, you know, then it's just a matter of of who do they go to uh, to, be the, to be the fourth safety because I don't think they can get by with just three. Do they go with Jaron ron or does maybe Darian Thompson break through on that? Uh, that's going to be an interesting thing to look at. And that's one of the reasons why I find the, uh, this is, could be a very interesting uh, preseason game because we're likely to get some real hints about that kind of stuff.
1: One so, item I did want to bring up to you, and I know it's a little bit off topic of where we're going, but we'll take you right back to the other items that we want to see from the Cowboys. Have we heard anything at all? about Greg Zerline's progress now with just two and a half weeks to go in the regular season and watching the guys that we've seen take place kicks for this, for this team preseason. Is there like, are you getting a tinge of concern there? Because I kind of am.
2: Well, how do you, how do you feel about the fact that they brought in and signed a new kicker today uh, on Wednesday?
1: Yeah. Well, that's and, and I'm
2: not even going to begin to try to say his name. I don't have it right in front of me, and I have no idea how to pronounce it at this point. That's what I'm going to have to study on. But they just, just brought in a guy, apparently, uh, so that they don't have Niswander still kicking the, the field goals. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if that's an indication that they're not sure. they yeah, are not the going to try to pronounce this
1: guy's name? Because I feel like I'm going to nail
2: it. Okay,
1: go ahead. Liram Hajrulaho. Okay. I'll I think I nailed
2: you. it. <laughs> I'll try and and I'll let that be the official podcast attempt for tonight because I'm not going to. Yeah, it was very. Very interesting that they, all of a sudden they signed the kicker after not showing any concerns. Yeah, that makes me wonder. It makes me wonder that maybe they're not confident Zerline is going to be uh, ready for the start of the regular season. Although the only thing they say is, well, he's he's on track. He's on track for game one. And, you know, I'm not going to say they ever lied to us, but sometimes they lie to us. You know, and that's just the simple truth. So. Well, one thing
1: about Hajru Lahu, in 2019, the last time he was actually kicking field goals in the Canadian Football League, he actually had an all-star season in which he made 47 of his 55 field goal attempts, good for an 85.5% average, and had a long of 56 yards. He also handled punting duties, and has averaged 44.1 yards per punt over his yeah. career. So maybe a little bit of a pocket knife there, uh, a guy that could come in and compete for two positions Yeah, the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, it would be interesting to see. Like I said, I think the main thing is it means that maybe they're not as sure about Zerline
1: as they've been indicating, so –
2: We'll find out. That's Classic sure.
1: Cowboys on that one, uh, yeah. underselling an injury, but yeah. I digress. What else would you like to see from the Cowboys against the Texans in the dress rehearsal on Saturday night?
2: They just flat need to look better than the Texans. I mean, the Texans are a hot mess. They've got the Deshaun Watson drama, so they're starting Tyrod Taylor at, at quarterback, and, and Taylor is better than Garrett Gilbert. I'll say that. But there's also a reason why he was available for the Texans to pick up as an insurance policy that it looks like they're going to have to cash in because I don't think there's any way Watson's going to be ready. And it's increasingly starting to look like there may be something happening there with a possible league disciplinary action. We won't get into the whole story of what's going on there. It's just the team has has not been managed well. It's not been coached well. They've got a rookie head coach coming in. Uh, you know, I wish him well, but I just don't think they should be at the same level that Mike McCarthy, with all of his years of experience, should have the Cowboys. If the Cowboys look to be at the same level as the Texans, or even or worse, we really have to start wondering what's going on with the coaching. Why is it working? What's wrong? What's happening? Uh, that's just just not good. And uh, that's something I'm just really looking. The Cowboys should look like the superior team. And if they don't, then we have to ask why. Why can you not take a, a roster that all every bit of evidence says is more talented than what the Texans have, especially on offense? You know, you know they, after they traded away their best receiver, you know, Why can't the Cowboys go out there and just look like a dominant team in this case? Now, we've all seen it happen. We've seen the Cowboys go up against teams that everything, including the end of the season record, looked like there was an inferior squad, and they just stunned the Cowboys. So we need to see that. We need to see this team look like a winning team because it hasn't the first two preseason games. It's, it's time that we see a team that looks like it's getting ready to go.
1: I mean, I would like to see that. I agree with you. Obviously, we would all feel better about our team when we go 4-0 in the preseason versus 0-4, which I suppose is a possibility. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, for the Cowboys, I don't think I believe in that as much, right? Like, if they don't look great, I'm just going to chalk it up to the fact that, well, like everything else can be in place, but their quarterback is still Garrett Gilbert, so that's going to be different,
2: right? I think that I think you can still see some of it, and I'm primarily talking about before the starters start going to the sidelines to be protected. That's the time at which I'm looking at. If the starters are out there messing around, if they still can't get a good snap with Beaudishin if, if some, of, some of the issues come up, I don't care if they wind up taking the game away from Ben DiNucci and the offense and the, the third and fourth stringers on defense. That doesn't matter to me. I'm just, the focus is going to be in that first quarter, maybe into the second quarter. They just need to look like they are gelling as a starting unit uh, because, you know, if they're not, it's not going to happen in the the, the the final preseason game. That's all going to be scrubs and backups and yeah. people probably getting their last snap in an NFL uniform. So it's it's going to be hard. Uh, it's just going to be hard to take for me to wrap my head, head around that they can't put together a really strong game if they try. Mm-hmm. Uh and they ought to really be trying. Now, they may just be not willing to show enough, but again, I don't even know. Even if you're that's calling right
1: basic, line. like you know, basic run plays, right? You're not doing anything fancy, you still expect to be able to execute on some of those plays, right? And I still expect, you know, this offensive line to be able to produce enough running lanes to allow a guy like Tony Pollard or even, you know further backups down the list to all be able to like make some headway right now. Yeah.
2: Rico Daddle, except for having a fumble has looked pretty dang good. Yeah. And supposedly running back is more interchangeable than most positions. You don't have to have a star like Ezekiel Elliott to have an effective running game. So yeah, that's one of the things can the Cowboys go out there and show that when they want to grind it out, they can grind it out. So yeah, I've There's just a lot. It's it's maybe just more an emotional thing for me. Like I said, I don't need to see the final score. I just need to see that difference in the two teams at the start of the game. That's what I'm hoping to see.
1: Well, we're also hoping to see that the Cowboys will have Leo Collins out there. We'll see if that will be the case as um, uh, Wednesday. He did have to exit practice, stayed on the field, but quit practicing at some point as he was examined by trainers for what looked like neck or shoulder issues. We expect to get an update from that uh, from Mike McCarthy on Thursday, but we'll see whether or not he is going to be part of that offensive unit as they get ready to take on the Texans. Yeah. The number four thing that we were.
2: Would- no, that was, that was, four. We've that was four. four. Okay.
1: We're up to five. The, final-
2: last, the last thing is remember the second half is still evaluation time for the down roster guys. And there's a lot, just a lot of interesting situations that I want to watch at. You know, for those that watched Hard Knocks, and, you know, if you didn't, it, you ought to watch it. People are about the fact that there's not a lot of drama. Well, I, to me, there's just so much little detail that comes out and things you learn. But one of the things that came out in Hard Knocks was the great game that Azur Kamara had against the Cardinals. And he suddenly looks like he could be real competition for somebody. And I think that somebody is Bradley Anai. I'm pretty sure Dorence Armstrong has locked up the, uh, the, the third defensive end position or is basically co-equal with Terrell Basham. I think, I think Lawrence Gregory... Basham, Armstrong are your top four defensive ends. Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn both like to carry five. And I think it's down to Bradley Anai and I and Azur Kamara. Uh, this is probably Kamara's best chance to, to make a case. And Anai has to prove that he belongs out there because he hasn't had a bad preseason. His camp hasn't been going terribly. So that is one battle that really jumps out where I think some, some difference can be made. Now, it's entirely possible the staff has already made up his mind, but I like to think they still would be open-minded enough to look at. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, Kamara had a great story in Hard Knocks this past week. If you didn't get to see the episode, make sure you check out the recap show that we did yeah. on Blogging the Boys the YouTube page. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We've got recap shows coming after every episode. It airs right when the episode ends. So 10 o'clock Central Time, if you want to get on the live stream, but if you just want to check it out, you know, uh, make it up for you as you get on later in the week. We have got the best recap show in the business right here on Blogging the Boys. So make sure you hit that YouTube page and we'll get that to you when we do that on Tuesday nights.
2: Yeah. A few other names I just want to throw out. Some of these are people, places where there's competition. Others where I just want to see what they've got in the team. You know, Jabril Cox. He's he's apparently had some really good preseason performances. I want to see if he can keep that up and, you know, be that fifth linebacker, maybe the fourth linebacker, you know, if you know who gets kind of demoted to fifth, uh, since everyone seems to think they're only carrying five. Uh, forgot to mention Israel Mukwamu who's been showing how much his length can work at safety. And is, would he be competition for either curse or Darian Thompson? I don't know, but uh, he's one to watch because he is a draft pick and you know, the team has this thing about, they hate to not keep draft picks on the roster. Mm-hmm. True. Alun Aluna. anyway, the fullback got, got hurt. And yeah. now it's a chance for Nick Ralston to prove that he can be the fullback because Mike McCarthy seems to like having one on the roster. And meanwhile, we've got the puzzle of the offensive line backups. Um, I don't know what they're going to do for a backup center. Uh, Ty and Secchi, I guess, was having a problem, but it looks like he may be back. Uh, The team really likes him, and apparently before he went out with his injury, people said he was really showing some stuff. Uh, Someone said he had the best block of the game at one point. So are we going to start to get some clarity all across the line? Because the only backup I think we know for sure right now is Connor McGovern is the backup guard. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, in the second half who is going out there, who they're trying out, and, you know, who's doing well.
1: Well, enjoy it while you can, Cowboys fans, because this is really the last tune-up, right? Yeah, the fourth game when the Cowboys will play it, it'll be all backups and it'll mostly be inconsequential players who you may not see in a Cowboys uniform again. So this is your opportunity, and it's a battle down. I – is that I – dang it, I always do this wrong. Wow. I
2: think
1: it's thirty-five. Is it I 35 or 45? forty-five? Houston, forty-five. That see, I was going to say thirty-five too, and I think that yeah. takes me down to Austin. No, that goes
2: to Waco. I'm sorry. I, I always 45. I travel east. I I live east of Dallas and tend to strictly travel east and west when I'm going <laughs> long distances.
1: You're an so east-west guy. You're a thing. Jabril Cox. You're not a you're not a Jalen Smith. You're not a North. Yeah. Guy. So I appreciate <laughs> that, Tom. And uh, yeah, for those of you that are listening to the podcast, let us know, right? Reach out to us at Tom Ryle, BTB on Twitter at RW3. What are you looking forward to seeing? right? What do you want to see from the Cowboys in their dress rehearsal game? Do you want to see Dak Prescott out there? Do you want to see Amari Cooper out there? Do you want to see those guys knocking off the rust? And what specifically do you want to see from the defense, from the coaching staff, from the players that we are expected to see out there, from Ben DiNucci in perhaps what is his final opportunity, despite what Hard Knock says, to earn himself an NFL spot? Uh, Maybe not with the Cowboys, maybe just with the, you know, the practice squad, but that's where it's trending. At this time. So, with that, Tom, I'll say peace to the folks. Thank you guys for tuning in to us. Again, make sure you check out all the great content on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, bloggingtheboys.com, with all those great write ups that Tom is a a big part of, as well as several other great writers that we have on the staff. And check out that YouTube page. Subscribe. We will have live videos for you all season long, including every Tuesday night, even after Hard Knocks has concluded. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so you're ready for it all year long. But for that, Tom, anything you want to leave the people with before I say goodbye?
2: Hey, it's still the closest thing to football we've seen in a long time, so let's enjoy it.
1: Amen. Saturday night, we are on it all over it here at Era Blogging the Boys. We will see you guys next week. This has been Riled Up on the Cowboys. See you next Thursday.